This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman. Evan Cohen with you. Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. When you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, visit Progressive.com for more information. CC back with us in the new year. Uh, Harry Douglas is on his way to the studio. He is. Yeah, Harry Douglas, not happy. He's in Florida, where we are right now at ESPN West Palm, the brand new studios. Celsius, of course, thank you to them for sending us here. And Harry is driving up now. He's like, I'm coming there. My chocolate milk slander, he's not happy with. And again, I like chocolate milk. I'm just not ordering it while everybody else is ordering chocolate. What did you get? Espresso martinis. Espresso martinis at a, like a fancy, bougie kind of place, right? Yeah, that I love. Mistake. We didn't want you to feel left out, Evan. I, I had a water, and it was, trust me, how much food did I order after that? Was your water delicious? Yes, it was great water. <laughs> a tremendous water. One of the great waters of all time. And I did order rice last night. Um, Evan loves rice. <laughs> so your <laughs> meal consisted of water and rice. No, no, I ordered other things, too, oh, okay. but that was at a different place. But I have said rice. Underrated. Underrated. He also had another outstanding side of corn yesterday. That was at a different event. We have not, you know what I've realized? We have not stopped eating. Oh, I've gained 10 pounds for sure. <laughs> it's just what's 100%. happening here. Nuno, Nuno even pointed out to me, he's like, you know, there's, there's corn over there at this, this charity golf thing that we were at. A charity golf event where I've never seen a human being get booed. <laughs> Our friend Danny Cannell, former <laughs> FSU quarterback, of course, NFL quarterback, who you and I are both close with. He got booed, right? No, no. I mean, can you vouch? Danny got booed at a charity golf tournament. It was it, it was a great moment. <laughs> like, I, I, everything else, it was a beautiful event. And then at the end of it, Danny getting booed uh, it was just great. It was kind of a, a big diss towards Canal, not the booing, but he, he came up short on the putt, and we were all standing around, tons of people there, and somebody's like, see you at the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And, by the way. Florida State guy, for those who don't know. And. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, was at this charity event as well for the David A. Burke Foundation. Celebrated making a putt as if he won the Masters. He's a good golfer. I, I understand, but like it was a charity golf tournament, and Darlington gave the he started screaming, "Let's go!" I, I understand that you've had many interviews with Brady. I didn't know you had to become Brady in that spot, but that was uh, awesome yesterday. All right, awesome yesterday for John Morant. He's back in the NBA. We saw him last night. They score. He scores twenty-seven of his thirty-four points in the second half. He brings the Grizzlies down from twenty-four back. All the way to the victory last night against New Orleans, 115-113. They win by two points. He has 34. That final play was called for Jaron Jackson Jr. He, Jaron Jackson Jr., then says, no, 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 we're good. You got it, Ja. And Ja does it. He's exhausted by the end of the game. But here's where I am personally uncomfortable with what's happening. And I also feel like it can be applied to Draymond. Okay. I don't know how. As sports fans, as people that consume sports as much as we do, how we can sit here and make the assumption after one game, one day, one night, whatever it may be, see it worked, see it didn't work. Draymond suspended five games, Rudy Gobert situation, and then he does something again, obviously, to Yosef Nurkic of the of the Suns, and we say, see it didn't work. In this situation, Ja had a great night last night, a game winner, 27 in the second half. Oh, it worked. I don't know if these suspensions work. I think we need more time than the immediate reaction of it worked or it didn't work as to whether or not somebody has rehabilitated who they are and how they behave and how they act. I don't know because he won last. Like, so if they lost last night, it's a bad story. Like he's back and hopefully he gets his life on track. 
yeah, I don't know how we'd arrive at that conclusion, A, in the immediacy right. of his return. That's the point. And also, B, because he had a really strong performance on the basketball court. That was never the problem. With Draymond, we will see results on the basketball court. With Ja, that was never the issue. It's what was happening off the court that was the problem with him. But I think a lot of people aren't looking at the basketball part of this, Evan or Owen, for us to— Okay, ar- you, can't just do, you can't do this to me. You can't just throw that out there with no context. Well, we're talking about basketball. I thought about Udonis Haslam, who called you Owen. I'm sorry. I had to work it in. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Oh, Owen Cohen. But it's not the it's not the basketball part that was ever an issue for Ja like it is for Draymond Green and the what's happening on the basketball court. But I think some people are jumping to the conclusion of it didn't work because of the comments he made as he was leaving the court last night when he was saying, I kept receipts, I kept receipts. Basically implying that... He was listening to everybody who doubted him or that the people who wronged him in some way, he's been paying attention. He's not forgetting about that. Where I look at it and I'm like, who are you keeping receipts about yourself? Because you're the reason that you had a 25-game suspension. You're the reason that you weren't playing basketball. This was all a situation of your own making. So if we're talking about receipts, you need to be looking in the mirror. Yeah, I think everything you just said is extremely fair. Extremely fair. I guess I look at it on the whole this way. I think a punishment and a penalty with anyone in any walk of life can be deemed to have worked if we have sustained successful behavior. John Morant coming back from 24 points down, scoring 27 in the second half, and winning a game on a game winner does not indicate sustained successful behavior. Now, I actually believe, and again, this may be a ridiculous thought, I believe what he's entering into is excellent for him relative to the chance at sustained successful behavior because his team at 6-19 and going into this game last night, he can only be the hero. His actions on the court or off the court can't hurt the team any more than they already have. Even if you tell me today, God forbid he does something that's wrong, that's inappropriate, and he gets suspended smalls for the next 82 games over this year and next year, it cannot hurt the team any more than it already has. They already stink. They're already one of the worst teams in the NBA. This has already not worked without him. That him coming into a team that's 6-19, and 19, I think for, again, the chance at sustained successful behavior, is actually better than him entering a team that's 19-6. and six. Because then, if his behavior kind of goes off the wagon a little bit, or if he doesn't play it well play well, he could potentially hurt them. I actually think that we are giving him an opportunity to be successful here. I'm just not going to make that judgment after one game. We can't make one that, way or another. We can't make that judgment after one game, one way or the other. You're absolutely right. And even those comments that he made coming off the court, it was a very emotional moment. People say things in the heat of the moment. If he was using that as some motivating factor for him on the court, whatever, you know, it's, People want to analyze it because that's what we do, but we can't really know the intent behind it, et cetera. But you mean to tell me that you think if he were to do something again and get suspended for a longer period of time, it wouldn't hurt the team more than it is already? No, I'm going to tell you why. Okay, because I I don't understand that. I believe that Zach Kleiman, the general manager, Taylor Jenkins, the head coach, I believe that they probably, Robert Parr, the majority governor, Justin Timberlake, I'm just throwing him in there because he has a piece of the team. Because it's Justin Timberlake. I believe they've already had the conversation about what you just said. If he gets in trouble again, mm-hmm. if he gets suspended again, I believe they had to. It's, it's doing your due diligence. You're not doing your job if you're them. And you don't have the conversation of what do we want if we had to trade him? Oh, you need a plan in place. You have to. The Warriors don't want to trade Draymond Green 
But if Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Steve Kerr and the Lakeup family, Joe and Kirk Lakeup, who are part of the you know governorship and Kirk in the, the front office, if they haven't had the conversation of, if this doesn't work, what do we need to get in return? Who do we need to get in return? Is there value? Are we better shutting it down with Draymond and restarting it next year? Are we going to get a value in season before the trade deadline or after the season? On that, that is exactly what you get if you put yourself, as you've said, right? It's, it's a mirror moment. Look in the mirror. Don't point fingers, point a thumb kind of thing. Yeah. When you've put yourself in that position like Draymond Green has and John Moran have, and they're different circumstances, but you are forcing your employers to think about life without you and then having that plan ready to go upon arrival. That if they were to do something again, that we have already seen strike three, right? There is no strike four. This is not a drop third strike situation, right? They're out after this. Both of them, they've already had their last chance. The teams have to have the exit strategy with this. Have to. But just because they have an exit strategy in place doesn't mean that they'll be in a better position without a superstar like a John Moran. So it would be putting the team at a deficit if he were to mess up again, if he were to get suspended for a longer period of time past 25 games. You can have a plan in place, but this is a really talented player. We saw it last night. He was dead, Evan. He had been training and trying to keep up, but as he spoke about postgame, Nothing is going to be able to mimic the pace of an NBA game until you're in it. And he was absolutely gassed and was still able to pull that performance out last night. This is a really talented player. So just because you have an extra strategy doesn't mean you're in a better position without him. Yeah, and I, I'm going to, again, I'm going to bring up Sam Mitchell, who's great, former NBA coach of the year, former player, uh, NBA radio and NBA television, who's made the suggestion to put your family in the luxury suite, not courtside. Last night, again, T. Morant, his dad, did nothing wrong, but we shouldn't see him. I think we're at a point now where maybe it's best to kind of lay low. Like, when was the last time we saw LeVar? Um, La, um, oh, my God, I just forgot the dad's name. What's the dad? LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. When was the last time we saw him? I think collectively, as like the royal we as us, we said, we, we don't want to see you anymore. No, but I, LaMelo, I mean, I know Lonzo is hurt. But we haven't seen him for a while. That doesn't mean he's a bad dad or a good dad. It just means maybe just kind of stay out of the spotlight a little bit. T. Moran, again, was the dad was right there. I'm not saying anything's wrong. I think there's another suggestion of put them in a luxury suite. Let them enjoy themselves. But let, let us kind of let, – let's just lay low a little bit here. And I still saw him there last night. Now, that may be an unfair take, but coming from Sam, I think it is a fair take because that's a guy who's been there and done that. He's played the game and coached the game. So – I think there's still methods to kind of even this out for John Morant, but on the whole, sustained successful behavior is not after one game or one day. Last night was a good start, but it doesn't mean anything that he's going to be perfect moving forward because nobody's perfect, but we've got to see it. So when Nuno comes in and says, I can't believe he didn't learn, he's saying they're keeping the receipts, or I'm coming in and saying, okay, give it time, there's no answer yet. He's back. That's the answer. He played basketball last night. He made a lot of mistakes, and now we need to see sustained Successful behavior from John Moran. All right, coming up, we are going to get into Florida State and college football because there's some interesting things. Florida State is now, of course, thinking about, oh, maybe we should leave the ACC all of a sudden. And of all people, and I've, I've been a fan of this guy, Chip Kelly, has an amazing plan potentially to revamp college football. So we will get into that. But first, Small says this from Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. 
See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Along Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Chris Canty back with us in the new year. And I'm sure some Jets fans out there thought they would be going to Vivid Seats to get a hot ticket to Aaron Rodgers coming back, but that is not happening. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Great deals and the hottest tickets. Experience it live with Vivid Seats. So uh, yesterday it comes out, which is not really that surprising, that Florida State is really thinking about, well, should we stay in the ACC or not? There's been the conversation about whether or not they should move to a different conference. They get left out of the college football playoff, which, sure, if you go undefeated in the SEC, you're going to be in the college football playoff. The strength of schedule matters. Who you play matters. The ACC is not nearly as strong as the SEC. Let's be real. The brand matters. The brand matters. And Florida State's a big brand, and Mike Norvell is an excellent coach, but Mike Norvell is not the brand that Deion Sanders is, hypothetically, an FSU alum. Or, or the SEC, period. Yes, or the SEC. Now, by the way, Mike Norvell at Florida State has two or three more seasons like this. He becomes that brand like Kirby Smart did at Georgia, right? Sure. Georgia and the SEC, bigger brand than, than Kirby Smart. We know Kirby Smart's name because he's done it now for a sustained period of time here. But one thing that's interesting that I have not seen, is there another conference that's interested in Florida State? Have we heard anyone reciprocate? Like, like it would be really easy for someone that would to say, you know, I would love to date Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has to say back to you, sure, yeah, let's go to dinner. Right? And that's really easy, right? I have, as, as the SEC. Wait, are you comparing Florida State to some random person who wants to date Brad Pitt? Yeah, I'm comparing, the, S- I'm comparing the SEC to Brad Pitt. Right, but I think Florida State is a little bit more appealing than just some B-list, random person. B-list actress or than, actor. Than a jag, just a guy, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't think that Florida, I think Flo- Florida State. Florida State is an undefeated Power 5 champion. Yes, but they're not the version of that Power 5 champion that we saw all year because Jordan Travis is not there because he's hurt. 
I guess the point was comparing the Brad Pitt. But well, you're hung up on this now, so I have to now explain <laughs> myself. I have to compare Brad. I'm comparing Brad Pitt to the SEC. That the SEC can be picky and choosy. That's my point. Right, but the this is a crazy comparison to me because it would be like a a beautiful A list actress that cut her had got a bad haircut because Jordan Travis is now. I don't understand your comparison. Well, I'm just saying. You know what? I'm going to stick to just telling you the stories <laughs> and not even the giving about, me a comparison. Here's the thing about I've been told to stay away from Florida that. I probably State, should. They did everything that was required of them. They won all of their games. They overcame their star and player. And they won out. But they potentially won out. But at some point, it has to be reciprocated. Yeah, but we're, we're looking at them as if they're lesser. The only reason that they're not in is because of circumstances out of their control. That Jordan Travis got injured. That's not a Florida State problem. Okay, well, I guess it's it, their problem, but they didn't create this problem. Did I miss this? Do we have anything from the SEC where they're interested? Pat, did you see anything where the SEC or Nuno or the SEC is interested in Florida State? Because I haven't seen that. I, I've seen that that Florida State is interested in the SEC. But obviously this presents an issue for many people, right? We have an undefeated Power 5 team. We have them on the outside looking into the college football playoff. Of course, all the games will be heard on ESPN Radio. And so what happens? How do we fix this problem? Chip Kelly, head coach UCLA, had this to say about how we fix college football. Football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they're saying, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference. That's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. I mean, did he, he just fixed everything in four seconds? Chip Kelly for super conference commissioner? I mean, that's it. Like, okay, we're done. Okay, great. Thanks, like, Chip. Well, does that start next year? Good work, Chip. Does anybody have any beef with that? Can we poke holes with that? No. Because then the strength of schedule situation, I mean, I guess the SEC would poke holes. Like, hey, no, no, you're not, you're not going to feed off of us. Right? You're not going, we, we are the SEC. We're the big bad SEC in football. But I, you still could potentially have something like that. Does anyone have an issue with this? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Dr. Pepper, call in line. Because if Florida State, in essence, in this scenario, right? So how do we get to this place? Florida State, outside looking in, undefeated. Florida State, thinking about maybe another conference better than the conference they're in. How do we get to this place? Chip Kelly comes up with the 64-team conference. Florida State goes 12-0 in this scenario, in the Chip Kelly plant smalls. Mm -hmm. We can't keep them out because they're undefeated, in essence, playing the same schedule as everyone else. The strength of the schedule would be different, but how it's scheduled would be every you know the same way. You can't say, well, you're in the ACC, so and so is in the SEC, so or Alabama in this case. Alabama's in, you're out. No, no, everybody's playing the same kind of schedule. Now it's a rotation. There's a strength of schedule thing, but this just fixed it. Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, of- like, why not adopt this right now? Because they'll have to make sure that it works for them. Everyone's going to want their piece of the money. People, people are going to find issue with it, even though it's a great idea because. For so long, we were resistant to the change because we were very tied to the branding of certain conferences. We were we didn't want the rivalries to be disrupted. And frankly, I think that that has been a, a really bad 
residue effect of all of this change. You are losing some really great rivalries. It does feel weird to have teams from the West Coast jumping into the Big Ten. You Rutgers mean UCLA, in the Big Ten? UCLA at Chris Carlin's Rutgers doesn't feel like it doesn't a feel Big, like Big Ten, Ten matchup? Let me it tell feel, you. Like, that will be a, a really well-coached good game. Chip Kelly, Graciano. Like that's, that, that can be a good game. It just doesn't feel like that's in the Big Ten. It doesn't, but we're already past that. The toothpaste is out of the tube. So now that we are realizing that the demise of the brands as we know them and the demise of the conferences as we know them has already happened, we need to find a better solution. And I love Chip Kelly's suggestion about the scheduling and that he put an importance on keeping rivalries intact because that is one of the best parts about college football. And he is absolutely right. College football is so different than any of these other sports at the collegiate level. Yes. It should be separate. It should have its own separate entity and operate with its own separate set of rules. And financially, it's not fair to take any non-rev sport, men's or women's, and say, yeah, you should pay all of these costs to travel as far as you're traveling because the travel costs are going to be way more. So keep the Pac-12, keep the SEC, keep, I mean, we don't have this anymore. You get it. But yeah, let the the volleyball team, let the softball teams, let the soccer teams, rowing, crew, whatever it is. I don't care whatever sport it is, baseball. Let them play against the people and the teams that they have played against historically mm-hmm. in the areas where they could either drive to or take a short flight or it's a lot easier from a cost perspective because they're not making the money that – Football is, and let football be the one singular thing that is separate from everything else and let them go to work this way. It makes all the sense in the world. And for the non-Power 5 conferences, sure, you're, you're then treated less than, right? You're then treated less than. I get that, but you're treated less than anyway. I mean, it's like, yeah, so we have the A, it's like, you know, AAU basketball where you have the A team and the B team. All right, so some of these conferences are going to be in the B team. But so what? So you can win your version of a national championship. I think this makes a lot of sense. I think this would solve a ton of the issues, and I don't think they'll ever do it. Because why? It too much because sense. it makes way too much sense. 888-729-3776, your telephone number to be a part of the show, to be a hole puncher. We need hole punch, a three-hole puncher out there. Poke holes in what Chip Kelly had to say. Eric in Michigan on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Eric? Not much. What's up? Good morning, guys. Morning. I just want to say the NCAA is the most corrupt organization in all the sports, and you're never going to get that through them. It makes way too much sense. Right, but then what you just said is the reason. You're never going to get it through because it makes too much sense. Andre in Virginia, 94.1. What's up, Andre? Good morning, guys. Hey, morning. I just want to say that the whole thing with Florida State getting screwed does not matter about what company they came from. It's about the, the structure and the order of the deal, you know. Um, Bobby Bowden said it back in 1992, hey, the SEC is the toughest roughest in the land, and they don't want to be a part of that. They don't want to go through the AP poll, the BCS system, the 12-team playoff got voted out to be a re- uh, installed this year. I think that's a step in the right direction. This conference thing is about money. It's never going to be a thing that's going to get through. Yeah, but all of it is based on the money. We get it, but just lean into what's already existing. It's football and everything else. I hate to say it, and it's Power 5 football and everything else. I'm not trying to be disrespectful it's to true, any though. other sports. It's, it, it's true. It's just a reality. The, mo- so le- the money is very different. Thank you. So let's just lean into this. Coming up, Kimberly A. Martin will join us, ESPN NFL reporter. I think we're going to have to ask her about the non-chocolate milk order last night for me. Coming up, it's on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN2, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. We are live in South Florida. Brand new, grand opening ESPN West Palm Studios. Celsius, thank you for sending us here. And joining us now, live from the seaport in New York City. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron is the great Kimberly A. Martin, and she joins us, ESPN NFL reporter. Of course, Kmart, we have to start with this. So CC is off. He's back in the new year. Smalls and I were at a uh, fancy-schmancy place last night, and Smalls had a whole crew around with her. They all ordered espresso martinis. I don't drink. I got an order, uh, an order of water, and I am told that I would have been better off getting a chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, they really tried to play you. Um, okay, uh, I'm not a fan of espresso martinis, but I am a big fan of espresso hot in the morning in my coffee. Um, so I probably would have asked for a Pinot Noir, probably. I don't drink at all, but I'm oh, saying I don't drink mm-hmm. alcohol. So, like, mm-hmm. for me, a water was the right move. Then that's I don't... Fine. don't let them shame you, Evan. Thank you. Don't Thank let you. them shame Thank you. you. Thank Stand you. Stand in your truth. No drinks for us, okay? Yes, thank you. No shaming. We just thought, Kimberly, he would have had something else to enjoy other than water that would have felt festive and like he was part of the moment, you know? Listen, chocolate milk, chocolate milk. You don't, Michelle, <laughs> don't bully him, okay? Let the Look, man live with his water. Hydration, it's important. You're right. It's, <laughs> skin it's very hydration. important skin. You're yes. right, you're right. And our Thank brains you, and our bodies. Thank also, you. Kimberly, I have to get your take on this. So Nuno, our producer, mm-hmm. is here with us on the trip. He's he's Florida Nuno. We're calling him Fluno because he's just stepped into this whole new version of himself. Ooh. And that includes yesterday getting his very first pedicure, Kimberly. Where are we at on this? Oh, no. Men getting oh, manicures no. and Flu- pedicures. No. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Living the dream. This is, that is fantastic. Um, I love, I love pedicures. I am actually just asked a guy this the other day, like, do they get pedicures? Um, I think men should. Once in your life, you need to get, you need to be pampered and also crusty feet. There's nothing worse than guys with crusty feet. Um, also women with crusty feet. So <laughs> it's all about self-care. In 2024, we are all going to practice more self-care. And I think, guys, if you do not get ped- pedicures, you don't know what you're missing. I love that. That shot of Nuno. <laughs> Fluno. Enjoy Fluno. It. Fluno. Enjoy it's it's it. uh, it's the greatest new character on this show, Florida Nuno. <laughs> I mean, ESPN, two people could see it. And he wears – Kimberly, here's the other thing. I, I question this, and I get why his explanation is he was working. But who wears a button-down shirt to a spa? 
That's a little Evan, weird, is it not? Evan, we let you drink your water. Okay, now, fine. Let you're, this right. Man you're, live right. Too, you're right. Okay? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. There we go. Kimberly. as usual, is right on this. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the viral moment this weekend that included you. This was amazing. So, on the almost Hail Mary of the Bears and the Browns, you see in the background like this, oh my God, what's about to happen face? And you zoom in and you're like, wait, that's Kmart covering the game. Take us through that feeling on the sidelines covering that game of the almost Hail Mary. Because, okay, as you guys know, I'm always dispatched to Cleveland. So with two minutes on the clock, <laughs> you can be on the sidelines at Cleveland Brown Stadium. So watch it all. And the and despite how the Browns played, Miles Garrett, the defense, the Bears had a chance to win this game. And I have never been so close to the end zone to watch a Hail Mary and to see it live in real action bounce off people's fingertips and then Mooney is on the ground and you're like, oh my God, he has it. The Bears are Justin Fields and this Hail Mary is going to happen. And then you see the bobbling and you're like, oh my gosh, he's not going to catch it. And unfortunately, my face does not have an on-off switch. So literally... Whatever is in my head is what will be displayed on my face. So what you saw was real time. I love the fact that my producer, Melinda Adams, in the big puffy pink coat, which you can't miss, she is stoic as ever. That literally is is our dynamic. And she just grabbed my arm like, I cannot believe it. And, you know, the Browns, say what you want about them. They're finding ways to win. But that, that was just to be there that close. That was wild. It's such a great point by you because I never thought about it. Smalls and I have covered a million games, obviously not as many as you have. But, like, you think about the Hail Mary. We've seen it on TV. We've seen it in replay. But never to be that close in that moment that the awe of it, the stunning nature of the almost Hail Mary, you described it perfectly, Kmart, because most have only seen it the way that we're watching it on ESPN2 right now. And it's like, he has it. What? You know, (laughs) like, literally, like, there goes Melinda in her little coat. Yeah, the side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I was record, and I yeah, I just I just couldn't believe it because for everything the Bears have been through, they literally had the football. They literally right. had it. Yeah, I loved your reaction because that's how Bears fans felt, Kimberly. Yeah. You were experiencing experiencing it in real time. Well, I want to ask you about the other news of the day. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. intimating that he's not going to return this season. We've talked a lot with you about the power that the New York Jets organization has given to Aaron Rodgers. They're clearly going to go down this road again next season. Yeah. Do you think that's beneficial for them? Not not just because they're going uh, down the road with him next year, but that they're still going to give him the same sense of power. You know what, Michelle? Honestly, you entered into this marriage. Like, you kind of read the rule. This is how I look at it. You read the rules of the marriage agreement, right? And you agree <laughs> to it. So, like... After a year where, golly, this is not how we planned it, you then don't switch it up, right? Like, I think if you are going to bring in Aaron Rodgers and say from the beginning, hey, man, this is your show, which essentially it felt like everybody else took a step back to let Aaron come forward and be the leader in a sense. Um, I think you got to run it back because the Jets did not have the season that they intended to with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will be healthy, knock on wood, come 2024, no setbacks. Um they're going to go out and try to get more free agents. They're going to try to improve this roster, if anything, because Aaron Rodgers will and should demand it. Um, so, yeah, I think you are all in. Once you make the decision, I'll never forget it quickly, when Joe Douglas was at the owners' meetings and Lamar Jackson had tweeted out, I want to be traded or whatever, I asked to be traded. And we were looking at Joe Douglas like, uh, why don't you go after Lamar? And he's like, Aaron Rodgers is our target. 
once you make that decision, you're all in. I think you got to ride this out and see how this experiment ends. By the way, apply that question from Kimberly A. Martin, who you'll see on Get Up and First Take today, to every other general manager in the league that didn't have a quarterback. Why didn't you go after Lamar Jackson? At least make the Ravens Ravens sweat a little bit. But I want to bring up one other thing about Rodgers, because Michelle, I think, made the best point of the day, saying Aaron Rodgers loves the Jets because they do everything that he wants them to do. But that doesn't mean, Kmart, they're actually good at what they're doing. Uh, true. In in any relationship, in any, you know, business, uh, personal, you don't want yes people around you. You need people, you know, your potential person needs to be able to tell you no once in a while. Um, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, you went from Green Bay, who essentially was like, okay, we're we're ready to move on now. And Aaron felt some type of way. So I think as much as the Jets needed Aaron and these young guys needed a vet leader to show them how to comport themselves and, and be actual professionals and win games and and be good quarterbacks. Aaron needed the Jets. Aaron needed to feel that feel loved again and I, that's not a knock on him. I think he went from being the guy to suddenly like, "Oh, they don't want me in Green Bay anymore." Okay, and you do feel some type of way about it. So, no, the Jets cannot capitulate in every single way to Aaron Rodgers, but when you have this is the problem with franchises that have not won outside of those AFC championships and the one Super Bowl in 69. Like you are desperate for a guy to completely change the dynamics. And that's what Aaron Rodgers did for the brief time that he was healthy and on the field. So, um, yeah, I just don't see I don't they don't they don't they don't know anybody like Robert Sala went to the Super Bowl with the with the 49ers. But, you know, and uh, Joe Douglas, you know, was in Baltimore and Philly and places like that. But again, in the within the Jets organization, they are desperate for somebody to be the guiding light and. Aaron Rodgers is it, friends. It's it. <laughs> Kimberly, yesterday Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, kind of gave a vague answer about Arthur Smith, their head coach's future. I want to see Bill Belichick back in New England. I'm probably the only person that feels Me that too. way. Me too. No, no, no. I do too. I do too. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. So you and I together on this. But let's let's go with the ma- the majority and not the minority on this mm-hmm. in terms of this opinion. Is there an argument that Bill Belichick should just pick his team in the NFC South and go there? Uh, yeah. If you want to beat up on everybody. Yeah. Um, no, it, it makes sense. I don't it makes sense um, because that division literally it. it uh, and I don't, and I don't think to, I don't think Todd Bowles should get fired. I just want to put that out there. But I'm just throwing that. the whole. No, I think that it's it's the it, right now. It seems like the easiest division because the teams aren't that good. Um, Bill Belichick has not forgotten how to coach. You look at that Patriots defense. It is clear that man still he still got it. Um, but I think if you're Bill, like I know the Chargers have have challenges roster roster wise, cap salary wise, all that. Um, will they pay a guy, uh, you know, a ton of money to be the head coach? But they got a quarterback. Um, so I kind of want Bill to be set up. <laughs> I would love to see Bill set up for success. He could have win loss success uh, win loss success in the NFC South, but. I'm just wondering, like, who's his quarterback going to be where it's clear in L.A. you know who the guy is. Kmart was amazing as always. But, again, let's let's focus on the number one takeaway. Self-care for 24. So, men, right. Guys, men out men there, get women. pedicures. Let's go. Get pedicure. Pedicure in 24. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kmart's campaign slogan, pedicure in 24. <laughs> You'll see her on Get Up and First Take. Thank you very much, Thanks, Kmart. Uh, coming up, Pat Costello has I'm Over It. But first, this from Smalls with O. Oh, oh. O'Reilly have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're miles away from home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. 
With O'Reilly Auto Parts shop referral program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click find a repair shop to find a reputable service center nearby to get you back on the road. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time now for I'm Over It here on Unsportsmanlike alone with Michelle Swalman. Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Pat Costello is here as he is each and every day, our producer, to give us all the things in and around sports, entertainment, and life. That he is over things that bother him. Pat, the floor is yours. College football coaches who complain about NIL and the transfer portal still, like, enough is enough. Like, I've never heard a group of people complain more about something than these college football coaches, who, by the way, have been doing exactly what these players have been doing for years and profiting wildly off them. Now the players get a little bit of money and a little bit of control, and the college coaches are losing their minds. Either figure it out or leave the sport. Who is the one that triggered this for you today, specifically? Chip Kelly. Oh. But Chip Kelly provided a plan. Like, he, at least he provided a solution to a problem. Right. No? Okay. Okay, what? I he mean, provided you, a you, solution to a problem. Well, you asked me who triggered the thought. It was Chip Kelly. I don't know. I mean, like, I get what you're saying in general, right? That, like, yes, complaining about this. Because it is the same thing. It's the reverse Aaron Rodgers theory that Smalls has, that that Rodgers loves the Jets people because they do everything that he asked them to do, not because they're actually good at what they're doing. NIL complainers complain because they're not actually getting the transfers that they want. Right. That's what it is. It's like, wait, I didn't get Caleb Williams, but USC did? No, this process sucks. Right? That's really what it is. Right. And where was everybody advocating for players to get more agency before? You know, they they let this happen to them rather than being proactive about right. finding a construct that would be beneficial. So I don't feel badly for them at all. Next one, Pat. What's with this current mustache trend? I don't <laughs> understand why everyone has a mustache now. Sorry, Javante. Um, it seems like there are tons of mustaches flying around, and almost none of them look good, and I don't like it. Javante doesn't have a mustache as much as you have, like, a little bit of facial hair, right? Like, I don't think it's, like, a full-fledged, because you have a little goatee under there, too. Yeah, we're not talking Tom Selleck here. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle over here. That's not too much <laughs> facial hair going on over here. Uh, but, but I'm talking, like, the Travis Kelseys of the world. Like, that type of mustache. It's just, like, it doesn't look good. All right, let me tell you something. And I've said it once, and I'll say it a million times, and I truly believe this. A mustache for someone under 50, maybe under 40, is just a bit. It's not because you like the look. It's not because you want a mustache. It's not because you look, think you look distinguished. It's literally a bit. Remember when Joe Fortenbaugh had it? Carlin versus Joe? Yeah. He did it literally as a bit. Right, but that's one example. Some I know, but like I think a lot good. of people do it as a bit. And I'm not talking about I No Shave so, November. I'm ta- I'm, you think that people do it because they like, like the yeah, way it looks? I think, I think absolutely do. people do. I think that a lot of dudes out there are rocking the stash because they think it frames their face nicely. I mean, if Travis Kelsey is your negative example, 
Not his significant other is Taylor Swift. So and he looks good. Probably working for him. There are some mustaches that look good on people. I think Travis Kelsey looks better with facial hair than without it. Well, I'd have to do a Google image search. Now I can't even think of him without a I've mustache. I've seen it. It's been floating around. Yeah. He looks I different. Totally I just different. I think there's a lot of people that do it just so you could say, oh, I like your mustache. It's like the holiday cards. Oh, yeah. It's like the holiday card. Holiday cards, when you get somebody that sends you a holiday card, all they want you to do is then respond to them to tell them how great their family looks. Oh, wow, that's so great. Your kids are grown up. Guess what? Most of the people that you're sending a holiday card to, you've seen the family. They've seen your family. And if they haven't seen your family in a long time, don't send them a holiday card because you're not that close to them anyway. It, that's what the, the holiday card is actually the most selfish act of the holiday season. It it's, is. They're completely ridiculous and completely unnecessary. If you're sending it is me a holiday selfish. card, it's, it's going selfish. right in the trash. Exactly. And now that you put pressure you on the- it in the trash? Yes. There's a, Directly. There's a, listen, there's a, there's a pressure. Smalls, there's a pressure on I the receiver. On the receiver of the holiday card. What am I supposed to do? You send me a holiday card. Great. I have the Smallman family. Now I have no choice but to throw you in the garbage because I'm not going to keep you for a long period of time. I'm not putting someone else's family up at my house. That's ridiculous. And all you want me to do is now send you a note. Hey, thanks so much. Your family looks great. Oh, it's awful. Social media, put it on has, Facebook. Made, social media has made the holiday card so redundant. It's Thank just- you. I'm over the holiday card. Enough of the holiday cards. When people are now this time of year, can I get your address? No. You can't get my address. What I don't want it. I want to send it. you a gift. Well, a gift's are different than a holiday yeah, card. Yeah, you won't know. What yeah, but it's like, okay, cool. Cool. You took pictures and you sent them to us. Great. You're wearing a flannel. Awesome. Oh, I your love shirt, holiday Your shirt's you sucked in. You guys are Scrooges. You oh, guys wow. are the Grinch. Wow, it's holiday so great. Holiday cards are awesome. I love to go. First of all, we never get snail mail anymore. It's amazing to go to your mailbox and actually have some mail in Selfish. it that's not a bill. Selfish. I love to get some holiday cards and go through it and look at my friends and be like, oh, your kids are so cute. You've made some great life choices, girlfriend. I'm pumped for you. They're basically up on my fridge. They're basically just the flyer that someone hands you on the street in New York, and you're like, "Here you go. Here, throw this garbage away for me." Thanks. That's right. And and th- what they're doing is here. Let me send you a picture of my family just so you can compliment my family. And then you're also putting an impossible spot because what if the family doesn't look that good? What are you supposed to say? Oh my gosh. Well, it's true. Nice dog. It's their best photo. Yeah, and if their best photo is not that good, what am I supposed you're, to say? You're putting your best photo I on the I don't want your holiday card. I don't want it. I don't need a picture of your family. If I know you well enough, I've seen your family. And if I know you kind of, I've seen your family on your social media. You don't need to send me a picture of your family because then I have to throw you in the garbage and tell you how great your family looks. Enough with this. Should be recycling. It's paper, but whatever. Pat, next one. <laughs> Friends is not funny at all, and no, I don't get not. I don't get people why uh, I don't get why people do or did think it's funny. Ross is the most annoying character in the history of television. Also, I, I did none of them actually work. I know they all had jobs, but they spent <laughs> way too much time at this coffee shop. I don't that know if any of them actually did anything. That's such a great observation, Pat. I have never agreed with you more on anything. I think Friends is the single most overrated television show out there. Hey, how you do it? Not funny. Joey coming in with a turkey on his head not funny but i think it was a moment in time must see tv we didn't have a lot of options the way we do now but now that we have this buffet of content at our fingertips i think we should all objectively come to the conclusion that friends is not that funny i was never a friends watcher so i don't know but i mean it is considered iconic and you have acknowledged that it's not like you're saying it it's is not. iconic but it yeah. was a moment in time it was 
it was NBC, must see, NBC, right? Must see Thursday. You know, a lot of people were doing like Taco Thursday. We'd sit down, watch Friends. It was, it was something for us to talk about the next day. And at the time, I'm sure it was great. But now, I think other comedies like The Office, uh, you know, Parks and Rec. There's so oh, many. So here's the thing about The Office. Oh, uh, here we go. Is the, go. Office is not, the Office is not very funny either. What is funny, Pat? Let's go that Hold route. On. The what is office funny? Office is not funny. It has moments, but overall, it's. It's not that great. The Pat Costello's Office favorite is show is funny. what? That's the worst take you've ever had. I mean, it's it's not as bad as Friends, but it's not elite. So what's funny to you, yeah. Pat? I like Parks and Rec. It's the same concept. Yeah, but it's not as uh, Parks and Rec is funnier. Mm, it's not, but. Yeah, it is. Can I ask another question? Were you going to send holiday cards, Smalls? No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not now. Oh, I, I know, but it, like, I got the feeling that she, when we were talking about this, she was like getting to... ready to send the holiday card. It's December 20th, Evan. You would have gotten it by now. Oh, really? Yeah, but you're definitely not on the list. Moving I don't want to be on the list. I'm, I'm Please do not send not me it. a holiday card. Pat's I will too. throw your family in the garbage and not tell you that your family looks good. Not <laughs> you, Michelle, but just in general. I'm going to troll you and send you a photo of my family just oh, as like please. a digital e-card so you don't have to throw it away. Oh. But you're forced to look at it. Please, no more holiday cards. No more. Your family's great. Keep it to yourself. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.